Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I can admit when you are right and I'm wrong, you cannot. You have not taken accountability in any of this. And if you have, please tell me what it is because it has been lost on me. So accountability for what? Why we're struggling right now. Your wife, who oh, you I thought you gave up. <laughs> Exactly. Your wife that is giving up. That didn't communicate with me about these things that actually, like... Whatever you want to take it as. It that's wasn't exactly one, what it is. That's It factual. wasn't one-sided. That's factual. You have part in this, too, of me wanting to give up. I don't want to convince you to want to be in this marriage if mm-hmm. you don't want to be in it. I, I, I don't want to paint this beautiful picture and say, Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I've never had a baby, blah, blah, blah. And even though I do feel that way and I want to say that... Why wouldn't you say that? I, I, that's, what I just, that's what I just said. That would even though, make me feel great. I know that. You should say that. I don't want you to think that I'm saying it just because and then it's going to continue to keep persisting. It's, make, it's making it worse, you not saying it. episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry married at first sight edition we're almost at the halfway point with our couples um almost on the, at the end of the road with some of them um join with me is I can't even believe that I'm able to say this is princess hello <laughs> hi Kara you have you my, really my to day. Thank for this <laughs> pulling me into watching it on our daily phone calls I'm I'm so happy and I hope she listens to this. Um, I yeah, I really have been have we talked about Married at First Sight before? No, because okay, so I have a lot of problems with Married at First Sight, right? 
Yes. <laughs> it's hard for me to get through a whole season without dropping out. Yes. And like, I just feel like sometimes they do really weird stuff in the production of this TV show that you're like, what, why, why are we here? <laughs> so it's difficult. Let me paint you as a picture as to like how big of a get this is. I tried to, I, well, I did. I did beg Princess to watch last season. And instead of that, she sent me a $50 gift card to Amazon and told me to never ask her to watch Married at First Sight again. So <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> Very huge. Um, um, happy, happy to be here. Money is a tool and you need to <laughs> use it to get what you want. <laughs> And you know what? It shut my ass right on up. And now um, I hear. So I really won. I tell them it was also your birthday. It was also my <laughs> But it wasn't that close to my birthday. You were on the outskirts of birthday dumb. So whatever. I we're, took it as a bribe. And last year, you were practicing. I might have been early this year. You were practicing your birthday for a month. You said you wanted to be those people <laughs> that had That's a birthday true. month. That's true. That's true. I didn't do it as big like my sister's a Virgo and Virgo season just ended and also said it her birthday. Um, her birthday was August 28th. So just let you know, she's been doing this the entire, she does all of Virgo season as her birthday. So I feel like if every five years I can make two weeks about me, then I'm good. I, it just feels like my birthday all of Leo season. I don't know why. I just, I'm like, <laughs> well, my birthday started in a, in a month. So <laughs> yeah yeah she she's wild hi kelly i'm sure she's listening to this um <laughs> let's talk about this episode how are you feeling about the couples so far um i think the couples this season to me are easier to watch in other seasons right because mm -hmm. normally i tap out by a certain point because things seem so like not what people would do you know what i mean like like, that's not what you would normally do. So why is this person doing that? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'll say that. Do you think it's because there's been less interaction with the experts that you're liking it more? Maybe. Um, I, I, yeah, there's less interaction with the experts. I like that. Um, I, if I had to pick a favorite couple, it would be Johnny and Bao. Mm -hmm. um, but. This year, I'm also confused about why people keep going home. You're not allowed to go home. This is home. I, I agree. I felt that a lot, especially this episode. Like, okay, you guys get, like, a one-time pass if things are really getting froggy. Right. But, like, yeah, they're taking these apartments as, like, an option. And I yeah, don't like that. Yeah, that's, that's not what it is. I yeah. don't have a second house to get away from my husband. So we just got to stay here and figure it out. And so... <laughs> I, that's weird. Um, I also think the men are really bad this year and they're usually bad, but they're really bad this year. Mm -hmm. There's a I, lot of arrested development. Yeah. And I, listen, I know you got a lot of feedback about calling Jose a short King, but oh, that's off. We're done. Hey, I'm, I'm done. I tried being nice, but we're over that now. So I'm yeah, making jokes he, left and right. He is short. And he has a big head. He looks like a fucking bobblehead. <laughs> and it's one of those things that, like, men care more about being short than women for the obvious reasons, okay? But yeah. a lot of men that are, like, 5'8", act like, I don't know, they were born disabled. 
and like they had to like claw their way through society. Like what? All, all my life I had to fight. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> well, part of it is because you giving me this five eight energy. Like Prince right. was five fucking three, wasn't he, or five two? Something like that. And you and know that what? Fucker fucked. So. Thank you. Thank you. So it's not all of them, but like if we're gonna, if this is the Jose that we're getting, I'm gonna call you a short bitch for the rest. <laughs> the season sorry and i told everybody that i i heard you guys and i respected you and i did so well for weeks but i told y'all as soon as he stepped out of line i'm gonna cr- start cracking jokes and listen welcome to the stage cara berry <laughs> cara the people that contacted you were mostly <laughs> like being a short guy isn't that bad my husband's short my boyfriend's short blah 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 but to the people listening you don't have a jose do you because if you do you need to get off this listen to this podcast and go handle your business <laughs> i know like you can be a short man and it's fine but if you're mean and rude i get to say whatever i want to about you at that point now your shortness matters because Careful. i'm not gonna let a short man talk to me like that thank you who are you who are I, you to talk to me like that i've been on a date and told someone they weren't cute enough to talk to me crazy <laughs> so and you were right to do it yeah so all feedback goes to kara by the way don't don't look for me because <laughs> I'm going to hurt your feelings. So don't do it. <laughs> um, so the premise of this episode is actually quite a bit of expert interaction, um, more so than the other episodes. So the couples are, like I said, are almost at the halfway point, And they are getting not only meetings with Dr. Viviana in terms of like their intimacy and where they're at with that, but also uh, they got different exercises, lots of blindfolds. Lots of polyester happening. Um, yeah, just trying to get us into the next to the next level. So let's start with. I guess we'll start with Jose and Rachel just this little bit because there was so much of them. There was not enough of them in the first. Whatever. I'm saying this wrong. There more talk about them at the end of the episode than now. So let's just get them out of the way now because this was like really more of a foreshadowing. Right. So. They start with the questionnaire, and Jose's question to Rachel was, um, has there been anything that she has been embarrassed to tell him so far? And she says that she, you know, wasn't really trying to talk about cheating, um, but she wanted to be open about it because she clearly knows that he abides by the rule of once a cheater, always a cheater in like a very serious way for him. Um, so she just wanted to get it all out there. And then they meet with Dr. Viviana. And Dr. Viviana, God bless her, she says that she has been watching footage of them, them, Rachel and Jose, and she's been welling up with tears multiple times. To which I say, excuse me? What? What footage? <laughs> Where? We are, what is it that you're seeing that we are not seeing? Because I don't know. Um, and so she basically wants to get right into the sex of it all and what specifically they like about being intimate with each other, whether it's the actual intercourse. Um, do you like touching? Do you like teasing? Do you like discovering each other's bodies, <laughs> licking, penetrating? What's happening? Very- <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am, what? <laughs> yeah. What um, she was like, basically describe how it feels as he enters you. Go. Right. I was like, 
is it appropriate? Is it big? Does it curve to the side? Yeah, What's happening? <laughs> I would say, Dr. Viviana, what do you like about sex? Like that. That's what I like too. Right. Whatever you say, I love that. Um, they both look at her like they don't really want to answer the question and like she's crazy, but they do both give a thumbs up. Um, Jose says that intimacy has been the cherry on top of their relationship and has brought them closer and blah blah blah. So Dr. Viviana asks them how they're doing as far as trust. And they both say I trust what the other one says. And not only that, they do have the actions to back up their words. And then they said, like, they both have each other's phone code, but they don't use it because they trust each other. And it's like all sunshines and rainbows. And Dr. Viviana's like, I'm so excited for you. You know, this really bodes well for any issues that you guys might have in the future. I'm really excited about that. And, you know, there you guys know that there are going to be challenges ahead, right? And they're like, yeah, of course. But, like, I really feel like we're equipped to handle them. Dr. Viviana encourages them to just continue to be honest and authentic and raw. And says that this this now is the time for them to solidify their marriage. Which, LOL, for what happens later in the episode. <laughs> So wait, how long are these people married? Isn't it 90 days? Uh, 60. 60 days. I just find it so interesting that they expect them to solidify a marriage in like four weeks. And when most people's first year of marriage is the year of learning like what we need to do and how we're going to do it. Yeah. And they're going to give them two months and say things like solidify your marriage. And it's like, okay, well. I don't know if that's a thing you can do in two months of experiencing this. Yeah, I agree. Like, even with, like, the intense, well, you know, even the fact that they have therapy or therapists at hand, like, most people don't just have them at the ready. Um, Even with that, like, what do you think would be the best case scenario for a couple in this situation? Two months in, I think you figure out, like, how you guys fight. Maybe what the triggers are like, I know for a fact, if I call my husband a bitch, all bets are off. So I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing I had to learn because I'll call anybody a bitch. And then I realized he has strong feelings about that. Mm -hmm. So, But those are things. And the worst part about these couples is that they don't know each other. So I just met you. So I don't have any foundation to build. And then we enter our first year of marriage, which is the toughest year as we figure out what to do. And you expect me to figure this out in 60 days. I don't think it's possible. Um, yeah. I know the show has success stories. I've been watching it a long time. On yeah. But I just don't think what they're asking for is the goal, should be the goal. What do you think the goal should be? I think the goal should be Like, I think the goal should be that we are on the same level of understanding as if we had decided to become boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, in the real life, if we were dating and we decided we are going to be together hardcore and live together, this is at that same level of understanding of a relationship. That's where they should be after 60 days. Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. Um, The only problem is... 
Okay, so you know one of my big problems with the show is that people people being all coy about having sex with each other, right? Whereas most of them in regular life would be would have uh, three or four dates, they'd be ready to have sex, right? But here you are, you guys got married, and then you then you're around each other, presumably most of the day all day for two to three weeks and you're telling me you don't know this person enough and i don't think that you'd be acting like that in a real life experiment i i rather I mean in a real life environment i'd rather you just say i am unattracted to this person than say well i don't know them well enough because for most of you that's just not true mm-hmm. yeah oh lord let's move on to johnny and bow Go ahead. So they start off with questions and Johnny asks Bao what her biggest insecurity is. And she says she felt like she feels like somebody who has to do it all. And if she can't do it all, then she's not good enough. And she recognizes that that really isn't that healthy. And then Bao asks Johnny the same question. And he says, uh, perhaps his biggest insecurity is not living a purposeful life, that he's always made the safe choice and that this experiment has obviously been like the most he stepped outside of his box and it's proven to be worth it so i guess it kind of makes him feel like what else could i have done and stepped out and done and and been good at um i mean i'm glad he thinks that it's worth it (laughs) i'm glad he's saying it i don't know if he believes it's true the way he treats bow is so disgusting to me and i just I, I really feel for her because I feel like ugh, it, it's just so dark. He has a lot of therapy to go through. Yeah. 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 He has a lot of therapy to go through. He also, um, Johnny shouldn't be on this show. All right. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate Johnny, uh, because I too, would be a Johnny. I they will also get me crying into the camera because <laughs> something slightly inconvenienced me because I like things the way I like them. I understand that. But yeah. when we decide to go on shows like this, I when we decide to go on shows like this, I just feel like uh we we need to come in with certain expectations. And in real life, I will leave anybody in within 15 minutes, okay? You you you'll go to the bathroom, I already got my shit and I'm in the car. But <laughs> if we're gonna go do this, we have to stay and we have to like try. And yeah. he acts as if Bao is the most disgusting person. I mean, she's a little disgusting. I would have left her when she told me she wasn't gonna take a shower after the thing. I would have I was like, okay, that's <laughs> Bao, what what is why don't you wanna be clean, Bao? But <laughs> but Bao is attractive, nice. Uh, into him, he's acting like he like he, he has to get through all these like I don't know. He has to climb these mountains, or more uh, like she has to climb these mountains to get to his level, right? Or like he has to go through all these hoops to get to her. Yeah. And I just feel like I don't know. He's self sabotaging for sure, and like. The things that he takes so seriously are, are like, 
you really need to get over yourself, bro. Like the time last week where she was painting, they were doing that little joint painting date and she was getting a little upset about the colors mixing up. And he was like, why can't she ever let anything go? This is what I'm talking about. Like, calm down, sir. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. He just, I don't know. He's just so mean to her. He's really mean. Um, so Bao gets a question of like, what was the most embarrassing thing that's happened in her life? And she tells a story about how she told it in the beginning, how she had grown up very poor. And <clears throat> when they would get off the school bus at the end of the day, she would walk past her trailer because she didn't want the kids to know where she lived. Right. And so Johnny asks if she had any friends in her, her trailer park who maybe connected with her. Um, she said yes at first. And those were her closest friends, but they, her dad was like the town drunk to use her words. And he was a bad influence on the other husbands. So it got to the point where the moms were telling the kids that they couldn't play with her because of how her father behaved, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, it it really broke my heart for her and yeah it, it she said you know she was never comfortable having friends over and and all this stuff and johnny says that he feels really good about her sharing those personal things and he feels like that's what love is like it's being a rock for someone and and he wants to be that for bow his it's like he thinks that love is you know, like Randall and what's her face from This Is Us, like that they have to have these like overwhelming, powerful moments where like everything is so intense and you're just so connected and blah blah blah. And it's like, grow up, dude. You're not Randall, I and mean, you never will be. Right. I feel the exact. Also, like I mean, a lot of people on this on this show really think that like relationships and marriage are all about uh like things you see in movies and it's just not possible like that's not how long-term relationships go because you know and if johnny understood that connecting with bow and doing the routine with bow and feeling what it's like to be with her and looking over her and go oh you do it this way i do it this way let's figure out a compromise that is the part of the relationship that's it that's the thing Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. this isn't the notebook. It's never going to be the notebook because you guys have to go to work. And, right. yeah, it's garbage day. And also somebody's on their period. Like, this is – so it can't be the notebook. That's a fake thing. So yeah. I, I I don't know. I, Johnny gets on my nerves because he thought that if he wrote down, like, a list of everything he wanted in a wife, he would just – he would just – get it like it was a shopping list mm-hmm. and first of all he's never watched the show because they don't want to give you what you want because they want a show and second of all like if i had written down everything i wanted in a man my husband certainly wouldn't have shown up okay because that is not <laughs> what i wanted and so right. what i didn't realize is like i really thought like no snoring on there was like important and now i know that like i can absolutely live with a snore it's not that big of a deal if mm-hmm. everything else fall- i and, and i don't think johnny's there yet there's a reason he was single 
a thousand percent and zach johnny and zach are very similar in that way it's like they can't get off the page they can't like break themselves of what they think they deserve and what they need and like all that like instagram sort of love where she's constantly got her arms wrapped around your or her legs wrapped around your waist and like you know like that's not realistic bro and exactly that's why you guys are single yeah no brian too um so then they meet up with Dr. Viviana and she starts off by saying, again, very confusing that she's been very proud about how they've handled things. And I feel like you can definitely say that about Bao, but Johnny, big question mark on that one. Big question mark. Um, <laughs> before, before I like I, the DVR didn't record this. So I asked you which episode to watch. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be watching. I watched that. Like we're halfway through thing. And they did a flashback of Johnny just casually being like, all right, man. So when this dinner is over, I'm going to leave. Cause, uh, I yeah. got the casual, like Johnny is such, such a little so-and-so. <laughs> I just can't. He really is. And, and I was saying last week that every time he, every time they sit down at that dinner table, he drops some big bomb about how she sucks and he's leaving. And it, like every time it's like, well, if we were dating, I would have broken up with you by now. Anyway, got to go. Bye. This yeah. is great. Dinner. Thanks for the takeout. And yeah, it's, it, it's wild that anybody would think that Johnny's handling this well. But OK. Yeah. It, like um, his his family dinners growing up must have been everyone just like held on to whatever they were mad about and just blurted out over dinner because that's what right. he does. It's like Festivus, the airing, airing of grievances every night at the at the Johnny house. Um, so Dr. Viviana asks what I feel is a very strange question. And I feel like I'm going hard on Dr. Viv. And it's not really her fault because I know production's making her ask this. But she asks if they've given each other any tests. So basically being like, are you guys playing games with each other? Are you playing mind tricks on each other? In like a folksy, whimsical sort of way. Mm. <laughs> but... Johnny says that he feels like he puts Bao through little tests all the time, which we know, Johnny, we've seen it. And then he brings up an example of them making the bed or how they they were supposed to make the bed together. But then Bao was kind of directing things and getting her makeup done. And again, back to this is us. He's like, you know, I thought we would be doing that together. And, you know, this is what I wanted in a marriage. And when we were cooking together, she was telling me what to do. And like, that's what I want. And it's like, okay, great. And, and, <laughs> you know, like, well, it's he, got, he, when he says that, he's like, we do little tests all the time. We just had one. And Bow was like, what? This is the problem, Johnny. You keep making these little tests and don't nobody know what the fuck they are. And then yeah. you're like, I have to leave because I definitely put that toothpick in the middle of the table and you didn't pick it up. So that means that you don't... And right. I, I didn't know we were doing a test right now. I'm very good at exams. You should have let me know. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's constantly testing her. And she doesn't do the same thing to him. No. She's living in the moment and he's constantly moving the goalposts and constantly like she lives in Minesweeper. Like she, who knows where you're going to walk before you get blown to bits, you know? And she doesn't even know she's in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's wild. Um, It can be manipulative. It can be controlling. It can be gaslighty when we're, when, you're constantly testing me. I don't know. And you've got your little paper over there scoring me 
over things of whether or not I was holding one side of the comforter as you were holding the other. And I don't even know that's part of what you're looking for. Right. Like, are you really basing your relationship on making the bed together? Like, really? <laughs> like, Apparently. grow up, dude. Um, then they shift to like the sexual conversations and Mm -hmm. Val was talking about how they finally had sex after their last, uh, experts experiment game. Um, and that really moved things forward. And she describes their sex as pretty intense, but then Dr. Viviana turns to Johnny and says, well, you said you're kind of are really more into vanilla sex. So was the sex vanilla for you? And he said, yeah. But I don't think that vanilla is always a bad thing. They kind of made it seem like he was like not that into it, but I don't see vanilla as a bad thing. I think if you ask Johnny what vanilla was, he'd be like, well, I just don't want anybody to poop on me. Like, I think, yeah, I I don't think he means he's going to do it in the same position at all times to say, I don't think that's what he means. He just means that he's definitely not like, he's not going to swing from the chandelier. And I think that's fine. You can have sex fine that way. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not going to do any butt stuff. But like, <laughs> you know, other than that, we're, we're good. Um, so, uh, Johnny's not eating ass, might... okay? He's no. not eating ass. He don't want his eating. And I think that we can respect that and just yeah. move forward. <laughs> I agree. I fully agree. Um so then Bao does say that she would maybe like a little bit more variety in the bedroom. Um, and Johnny does say, like, you know, the first few times, it's just, like, lust. He's like, I'm just really focused on I, how I want to be inside of her. So, and I get that, you know? Same. <laughs> um, so then, basically, what happens, like, Bao says that she would like to have sex every day or every other day. Johnny agrees, sort of reluctantly, in my opinion, but he agreed. Um, so let's move on to Mirla and Gil. <clears throat> they so, start. Kara, yeah. I want to tell you that when I watched that episode where they were just doing the roundup of what happened for the half, the I don't know who those women were on there, but they all wanted to fuck Gil, and they called him the MVP of the season. And I was like, where, what, what you talking about? <laughs> So to my understanding, there was like a special, and yeah. I, I totally misled you. I don't watch anything outside of like the canon Married at First Sight. I so I don't, I don't know what, who these people are, but I did see a little commercial for it. And I think like, maybe they were like fans of the show. I don't know who these people were, but yeah, Gil gets a lot of, yeah, he, he is like the MVP to people on Twitter from what I see. It's because they don't like Mirla. That's what it is. Yeah. It's completely what it is. Which I think, like, how do you feel about Mirla? I think she's fine. I, I, like, I think that what we, when we get to Zach, I want to talk about this. I think that what we don't talk about enough is that they're not just married at first sight. They also are in production. And (laughs) there are all these people in the room. And we're also in a pandemic. And I just feel like I just feel like Mirna, Mirla, if I met her, she might also come off as spoiled or whatever, but she comes off bad on this show. She's not good on this show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's necessarily said anything I don't 
I I think a lot of times people are building up things she said as if they were terrible. Mm-hmm. But like her saying, oh, yeah, he got me this ring. And, and the other girl was gushing. And she was like, well, okay, well, it's not Cartier. I did say I want a Cartier ring. But yeah. like, that's not a terrible thing to say. It's not a character flaw to spend money on yourself. None of those things. And Gil, Gil's got this good guy, like, problem and that mm-hmm. he has decided he's the good one he's the good guy in this relationship and yeah. that makes him incredibly unattractive to me because I'm like mm. I'm like basically you're telling me that no matter what happens you're you're like you have to be the good one that's not fair Yes, he, you know, I'm well versed in like capital G, capital G, good guy syndrome. Like they, they feel like they are able to make jokes at your expense. And he's always got like a tight five about her spending habits. But then when you come down to things, you had to shut your bald ass up because she was the one who had savings to go towards their future and their home. And he didn't. Um, And I feel like they're so focused on that. And I agree, like. I feel like people initially didn't like Mirla because they thought she was so spoiled. But I think as the season has gone on, people's really shifted to like, oh, like she's got it. Like she can spend her money and she's got savings and that's okay. This like whole, what does this mean for our future and our marriage is bullshit to me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, so they do the questions and Gil asks Mirla how she's changed over the past five years. And she says that she's becoming more, she's become more understanding and patient. <laughs> and Gil's like, you, you were less patient than this. And she's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but like, I would say this about Mirla is that I just think she's somebody who has been dicked around a lot and kind of knows what she wants. And I think a lot of women her age, not that I'm saying she's old or anything, but I think, I don't know, by the time you're in your early 30s, you have dated a lot of people. If you started dating when you're like fucking 15 years old and she's been hurt and she's also been like, okay, well, this is what I'm willing to do. And when you say that, like, and you're a woman, a lot of times people are like, how dare you? Have, have a boundary how yep. dare you have a standard how dare you not be willing to change your entire life because there's a man here that wants to be with you and you need to do that and i also think the audience of this show is very much a uh disney wedding audience if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and they when they think about and I'm not talking about the snarkers on it. I'm talking about the true audience of the show. The people who watch the breakdown with the old girl that used to be on the show. They watch all. You know what I'm talking about. Those people. Yeah. Those type you of people would be like. to win. Right. 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 Those type of people would be like, there is a large black man, handsome, being nice to you. Do whatever he tells you to do. I think that's what they. And, and Marilla doesn't have to. No, she doesn't have to. And I don't understand why we're not understanding. She's saying, I grew up extremely poor and I wanted to have things for better or for worse. And so I created a life and a career for myself to allow me to get to that point where I can, you know, buy a, a Louboutin if I feel like it. And yeah, I don't think I don't see what the issue is. 
No, and she pays for it. And she also said she doesn't want to change her lifestyle. This reminds me of when I first started watching this show. Because it took me a while to start watching Married at First Sight. Because at the time, uh, we hadn't passed, like, same-sex marriage, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot believe they're going to make this fucking show where random-ass people could just get married. And somebody who's had a partner for 20 years cannot get married in every place in the United States. I right. was very upset with this show. So I didn't watch it. And then, you know, Love won. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And so <laughs> early on, maybe season two, there is a woman who lives in Manhattan, owns an apartment in Manhattan. She says, I am not going to live anywhere but my apartment in Manhattan. They paired her with a man who lived in New Jersey. And no. then a whole season <laughs> no. gaslighted her about being like, well, you need to move to New Jersey. No, it's really important for you. She's like, I wrote down the paper. I, I'm these six blocks. That's where I'm gonna be at. And, she, <laughs> and this is and and they gave her such shit the entire time. And I feel like Mira Mira is a lot like that. And that uh, when she talks about growing up poor and stuff, she's seen a lot of things. I can imagine, much like Bal was just talking about. Mm-hmm. And so when they say, "Are you willing to change your lifestyle?" She's thinking. Like, are you asking me to go back to something else? And I'm not going to do that. This is where I've built myself up to and I'll be here. And then they put that on the on the screen and, you know, everybody on Twitter goes, oh, she's a fucking bitch. I'm like, is she? Yeah. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. But it does seem like people are, are changing their tune on her and I'm happy for that because I think she's not a bad person. I just think that she's had to create a lot of boundaries and she is a self-made woman you know and that's fine yeah like the idea that like when you reach a certain age and you're still single you should lower your expectations no no nobody's stuck anywhere anybody listening to this if you think you are stuck with this person that is sitting next to you on the couch while you're listening to this podcast no the fuck you ain't if you don't you can leave you're allowed to you and being alone fine i know that sounds condescending considering i've been married for 15 years but this motherfucker started acting wild he's gone okay he's gone so you (laughs) so if mirla can take care of herself and knows what she wants then let her fucking have it yeah i agree i fully also gil's earring keeps changing too much i don't like i know (laughs) (laughs) he's really mixing it up with the with the earrings and yeah i'm glad you picked up on that yeah, he looks like he went to down to a Claire's and got a whole box of fucking earrings and he just, you know, experimenting. And I, I Gil, you're too old for this. Stop it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, he's he's wild. He's wild. Like he went to every shop on St. Mark's and was like, yes. just get me like the five for twenty special. I only yes. <laughs> so. I, listen, I've gotten those five for twenty specials at St. Mark's, okay? I have, okay? Oh, I've yeah. been in New York, my dad, when we used to live in New York, my husband would be like, if somebody has a bunch of shit on the side of the street, you will just go over to them. I was like, yeah, I will, because I want to know what they're selling. Yeah. (laughs) You know how they sell those scripts? Like, last time I was there, I was visiting a friend in Soho. Somebody was selling scripts. Mm -hmm. They sell scripts on the street, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, they do. Scripts to, like, uh, Friends episodes or something like that, Uh right? Yeah. Yeah. And I... Was, I had to wait for her on the corner, and I just said, "Listen, princess, um, you're not going to go over there and buy a script to the Golden Girls, and because what the fuck are you going to do with that? And why would you do that?" And finally, about ten minutes, I said, "You got to come out. 
because I'm about to go over here and buy three scripts. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. It's just, uh, you want a charger? Somebody's got a blanket down here with a bunch of chargers on the right. <laughs> And that's what feels getting used. together. Yeah. No, no packaging. No Please. packaging. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, she talks about being more patient and then Dr. Viviana comes over and Gil says, I just want to give you a fair warning. Marla's like a little bit nervous right now. Dr. Viviana asks them how they would rate their level of emotional intimacy. Marla says she's at a seven. She feels really good, but there's still so much more to know. Gil says he's at an eight. He says he feels like they've grown a lot in a very short period. And then Dr. Viviana asks them to rate their level of physical intimacy in relation to where they are in their marriage. And Marla says she would give that a seven as well. And Gil seemed a little bit surprised. He's like, I thought you would have said lower. He says he's at like a five. And, uh, you know, that he wishes that there was more. I thought he was going to say like two. And then when she said seven, he decided to say five. Mm-hmm. There's not a big difference between five and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I thought he would, yeah, would have said like a two or three. Yeah. Um. So then he says, like, you know, they really haven't gotten past the occasional peck on the cheek or the forehead, or sometimes they'll hug. But he's like kind of at the point where he doesn't want to keep asking her and be turned down because then he's not going to feel wanted. And then he turns to Mirla and says, you know, I feel like for you, kissing and sex are the same thing. And she says, yeah, in terms of importance, they absolutely are. Because she doesn't go around kissing strangers. And Gil's like, okay, but I'm not a random stranger. <laughs> yeah, and also, what are they, are they three weeks in? or They're four weeks in because they're about halfway. They're, um, yeah, yeah. I think they get to the 25th day at the end of the episode. There's no fucking way, Mirla. You're going to, like, if you're dating someone, I, I say you probably average a date a week, right? If you're, you know, um, just average. Mm-hmm. And you're not, there's no fucking way, Mirla, you're going to tell me that you would go out on a date four times with someone and never even, like, smooch them. There's yeah. just, there's no way because you would have stopped going out with them like on the second if you were like, I really can't kiss this person. And on top of that, like she's in the situation with Gil where like they're together and they're sleeping together every night yeah. and they're cuddling on the couch. Like if she was just regularly dating, they wouldn't get any of that. So they would definitely be out. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a have sex first, think about it later type person because <laughs> I just don't, I kill me. That I have to get to know you for six weeks, like you, then have sex with you, and then realize I don't want shit to do with you. Like that, right. that is the worst fucking thing. So I just feel like we need to know right now, are we compatible sexually? Whether or not, and I'm not saying that it has to be perfect because some, like so the first time you have sex with someone can be awkward. Yeah, sure. But I have to know, could this work? Because if it could never work, I'm not going to waste my time here. Part of being in an intimate relationship, like sex isn't the most important thing, but part of being in an intimate long-term relationship, long-term relationship is that the two of you fulfill each other's sexual needs, whatever those may be. Mm -hmm. Okay. If he just wants hand jobs for the rest of his life and you feel cool with that, that that's fine by me, but you have to be cool with that. And if you don't know yet, I don't, I don't know how you make a decision. 
Yeah, like it's all well and good to wait, but then there's the reality of the reality, which is like the dick is bomb or it's not. And you liking him is only going to go so far with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he could be the same person, but if if you can't, if you if you don't, if the I don't know, he, the bell doesn't go all the way to the top. We can't do this. So yeah, just like as far as I'm concerned, have sex with as many people that will have sex with you, and just try some things out, see what you like, see what you don't, and <laughs> move on. <laughs> I I don't disagree. Um, yeah, I uh, I I understood him. When he said, like, the more I keep trying and you telling me no, like, I'm not going to feel wanted and I'm not going to keep trying. Like, I'm going to give up. Right. Because <laughs> so. it makes, like, you know, you try to have sex with someone over and over again and they keep going, nah, bruh. I, I'll be like, what is wrong with me then? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Gil's yeah. not used to doing that anyway. Gil is used to, like, people wanting to fuck him because he's got a bald head and, and pecs and or whatever. He's a firefighter. I mean, please. Uh, not I, I Gil's not for me because one he's cheap and so am I we can't have two cheap, cheap people living together because we'll, all we'll do is eat ramen two <laughs> his ass besides chocolate chip cookies he, he be trying to do low carb stuff I'm not going to be with no man that don't let me eat carbs <laughs> I, it's not possible if I got on the show and they were like Princess what are your absolutely no goes I say no Republicans and that might have been different pre-2016 but uh, I, I can't do the type of Republicans they make in these days. Two, <laughs> I would say nobody who does CrossFit because I'm fat and while, while I am attractive to many different types of bodies, I'm not going to be with nobody who won't let me eat carbs, okay? So we're just going to, or who wants to roll a, a a big wheel down the street? I'm not doing that with you. So Yeah, I don't want to talk about gains and protein and stuff. Like, absolutely we're not. not. No. People who don't eat are not sexy. So that's a no on that. And I guess I would probably say nobody who won't take a shower and who I have to fight to take a shower like they're fucking eight years old. Right. That's it was not like I could understand if this was tied to her mental health, but she really lost me and she was like, okay, planning for the future of not taking showers and like <laughs> strategizing. Like, no, we're not doing this. Like, I'm not negotiating you planning on not taking a shower in the future like i can walk you through one thing but i'm not walking you through just being lazy that's not and then you want to you want to get on my bed you want to get on my couch here's what you can do you come over to the gym and you just too lazy to shower stay your ass in the car when you're ready to shower come inside (laughs) i'm not doing this i'll throw a beach towel through the front window and you could just have a glass girl Get yeah. out of here. I don't even let people sit on my bed in their outside clothes. You lost your fucking mind. Just yeah. get in the shower, Val. Get in the shower. Get in the shower. It is going to be so easy. And you're never going to feel worse. You're always going to feel better. So just do it. Um, so then what happens after that? So he puts their intimacy as like a five. And yeah. Uh, Dr. Viviana asks what it would take for Mirla to kiss Gil on the lips and she says she wants to feel emotionally spiritually and physically connected to somebody before she takes it to the next level and then in a confessional she says that she was in a relationship where she was cheated on in the past and she was miserable so trust is really important for her so fucking funny can you imagine <laughs> going on like two days with Mirla and she's like well we're not emotionally physically <laughs> connected <laughs> like I just you and you won't even like try to kiss me what is wrong with you right she's wild she's wild 
Um, Gil turns to Mirla and says, he asks her if she feels like they're headed in the right direction. Because he feels like her words hold no water. She's saying that she wants to have a future with him and children, but then she won't kiss him. (laughs) So Dr. Viviana brings up the fact that he had mentioned earlier in the season that he would get a divorce. He would ask for a divorce if they had not kissed by decision day. And he says he still feels that way. But on the other hand, he feels like this really shouldn't be that big a deal. Like he shouldn't even have to be laying this gauntlet down. Um, And so then Dr. Viviana asks Mila how she feels. And she's like, I'm fine because we're not getting a divorce. So it's no problem with me. (laughs) So, um, and she's like, Gil, I feel like you shouldn't even say that you are going to say you're going to get divorced because there's no option for that happening. So not seeing an issue here. So Gil's like, you know, those are my feelings, though. Like, those are my feelings. I will get a divorce from you. Um, but if as long as I get my kiss, we're not going to file. I'm not going to say it. And she's like, yeah, like, you know, I'll give that to you. There are also a lot of other things that we need to get to, but I will, I will make sure of that. And yeah, that this is really like a push and pull of like, yeah, we're not getting a divorce. So I don't care what you're saying to me at all, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. See, this is why I think she's funny. I think she's funny too. I don't think I would necessarily want to be married to her, but I find her very funny and I don't think she's the witch everybody thinks she is. I agree. I, I totally agree. Um, so then later they get to a blindfold exercise. They have to do like intimacy, intimacy type stuff. That's like tied to their five senses. But the first first four senses immediately get shot down by Mirla. She doesn't want to do them. (laughs) She doesn't want to to wear the blindfold because she doesn't want to mess her lashes up. Um, she doesn't want to do body shots because she's never done one and she's not going to try now. Um, she did agree to the uh, breathing exercise, which she was sitting like kind of in his lap and they were supposed to breathe in tandem for three minutes and then talk about how they felt afterwards. She was fine with that. She said she felt better. Um, And she says she likes to cuddle and it means a lot to her. And then they have to do this like forehead touch thing and talk about what they love about being with each other, what they need from the other one and what they're challenged by. So Mirla says that she is, she loves waking up to Gil every morning. She needs him to be patient and she's challenged by his continued patience. And then Gil says that he loves her compassion. He needs more desire and he's challenged by her lack of intimacy. Mirla at first seems a little bit confused, but then she's like, I hear you. And then they ask, producers ask Mirla in a confessional if she's any closer to kissing Gil. And she says, yep, stay tuned. A peck. But stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how she could pretend like she didn't know what he was talking about. So it's fine. That cracked me up. Um, Let's move on to Brett and Ryan. So wait, before we get started, can you tell, does does Brett give you Trishel vibes? Those big blue eyes? It's nose. It's it's something about her shape. It's the nose. Like Miley, but that's really more her voice. Her voice. Like, they know what they were doing when they named her Brett, right? She's got a deep, yeah. raspy voice. But yeah. she's got that accent. She reminds me of Trishel, especially when she's crying. Um, which yeah. is funny, because Trishel showed up on a last, was it two years ago? 
two, two seasons yeah. ago? New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing, on that show I accidentally watched, one of the commentators was like, uh, Brett's got uh, a box red hair color. And I was like, girl, that ponytail you were wearing came out of a bag. Why are you over here making fun of her? Because she does her own hair color. Stop it. They're right. so, they were so rude about her. There's nothing wrong with Brett. Nothing. She's cute. She is cute and she's nice and she's eager and she came here with an open heart and an open mind. Can you tell I don't like Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I do not like this man. And my mom was yelling at me about this earlier about how I guess at last week I went too hard on Ryan. She feels like Ryan has always been kind and nice to Brett. He's just not into her and that's not a not a bad thing. I okay. Just... <laughs> He's been polite. Yes. Listen, Mama Barry. He's been polite. <laughs> and at least he hasn't done some of the wild outlandish things we've seen on here. He's no Chris from last season. But yeah. but the fact is he he seems to be holding back in a way that has nothing to do with Brett, yet he's blaming it on Brett. He's not saying, I am not open enough to love. He's saying, uh, I, you know, uh, she's not lovable. That's what it's coming off as. And that mm. is wrong. I agree. I agree. So Dr. Viviana starts by asking how their intimacy is, what's happening in terms of their affection, etc. And Brett says, the Ryan is the most affectionate man she's ever met, and she likes it. Not once have I seen this man touch her, but okay. Not, <laughs> not a single... seen, I don't think I've ever seen him make eye contact with her. No, he <laughs> barely looks at her. <laughs> he looks at her like you look at the sun during a, a, an eclipse, like you're not supposed to, you know? What, what's the dog's name, Maisie? When Maisie came in on one episode, mm. Maisie was so excited to see Brett. And then Ryan just kind of goes, I'm here. <laughs> He barely wanted to turn the corner to see her. Like, Jesus. He was like, I just need it's on the other side of this corner, and I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) His um, under-eye bags just got, like, a little deeper with every step. Um, So, yeah, she claims that he's the most affectionate man, and God help her if that's the truth. Ryan says that he is pretty affectionate, but they've only gotten to a certain point. And so Dr. Viviana asks if they've seen each other naked, and they're like, no. No. So she asks why they haven't taken it to the next level because she knows from what they said they were pretty sexual people. And so Brett says that she likes Ryan. And Ryan's response was that I like Brett, but I need some answers before I can get to the next level emotionally. And those answers can only be found in the deepest nethers of her vagina. And I don't understand why, and I'm not saying this is her fault, but it's just confusing to me that Brett doesn't see that that's what he wants. Because it seems very obvious to me. I, sure, sure. But, I mean, this, I'm having conflict because I don't want to have sex with somebody who doesn't seem to be in with, into me. Totally. Right? Totally. That that seems like a recipe for, for lower self-esteem. And then two... But she seems to think he's affectionate to her. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, it's because I feel like she's like always like 87% to where she, she could find the answer within herself. 
But, and again, like, it's not a bad thing that she isn't giving it up. I'm just very confused as to why she's not seeing that that's what he clearly wants. And you're right. Like, she shouldn't have to give anything up in order to have sex with him. Because you know, she shouldn't have to sacrifice. Right. If that's not what she wants. And that's not how she, like, navigates through the world. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, he also needs to be a lot more honest with her. I think that's the thing. So she's had a bad run of relationships, so she thinks if their feet touch on the couch, that's affection. Mm. And he is not being honest by what it is he wants, how he's feeling. Like, in this episode, wasn't he, wasn't she, wasn't Viviana, like, did you talk to her about it? And she started Mm -hmm. crying because she had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Cause Dr. Viviana asks, like, is it fair to say that Brett, you have more feelings for Ryan than he does for you? And she's like, yeah. And he says that he doesn't want to admit that, but it would be a fair statement to say. And then Ryan says in the beginning that there was a spark between them. Then it kind of hit a bump in the road. And then he turns to Brett and says, I'm sure you picked up on that. And like you said, she was like, no, I didn't. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so Viviana asks him, like, why he didn't tell her that himself. And he's like, well, because I just feel like I I have the feeling like this feeling, this spark is going to come, but it hasn't yet. And so Dr. Viviana's like, okay, what feeling, what are you looking for? <laughs> so he's like, you know, I'm just waiting for like the butterfly kind of speechless kind of vibe. And Brett starts to get emotional. and she says. She's been in a lot of situations, a lot of uh, former relationships where she's felt like she's not enough, that it's always like, you're awesome, but you're beautiful. But like, there's always something that she's not fully wanted by a guy. And this is starting to trigger her again. And I get that. Like, it's sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's also one of those Disney princess love people. And that's just Mm -hmm. not a thing. Um, what he's talking about is lust and passion, which are a thing. But uh, when you get married at first sight, you don't get to play on on lust and passion because you make an agreement before you know who it is. Mm-hmm. So, and anybody with an arranged marriage does not get to to like go where their passion leads them. They go where the agreement left led them. So he just needs to get over that. And you know, there are other ways to for love to develop besides starting with like who is that across the room that's not how everyone's love starts and also is he the one that says he doesn't even know if he's been in love before um did he say that i think he did say that yeah so but i also kind of feel like he said that to be like quote-unquote nice like he's doing now like oh i don't want to say that because i don't feel that for you yeah well I just got a feeling he has a warped sense of what love is. Mm-hmm. And he he did say she's great. Like he she said, he he basically said on paper, she's great. Yeah. He's like, I don't have a negative thing to say about her. I'm just waiting on that one piece. And Brett's like, okay, well, if you don't feel it, then you don't feel it. Okay. Which is true. And then Dr. Viviana's like, okay, I think this might be better if I just talk to Ryan myself. So Brett gets up. Do you think she was listening at the door? Yes, girl. Wouldn't you? But I almost wonder if they had producers in the room 
to stop her from doing that. No, no, because <laughs> no, and because in fact, they probably liked it because then they'd be like, what's your reaction to what he's saying? Like, they would love right. that. I think, and also, it's a one-bedroom apartment in Houston. By the way, I'm here to take you to task. Don't you ever say heeb again, all right? I know okay. you're a troll. I know you're a troll. This is one of the reasons I follow you on Twitter. You are a troll. But H-E-B here in Texas is our only functioning government. It's the one giving us the, the COVID vaccine. You get a puppy shots over there and, and guacamole. And it's where we get our medicines. It's all we have, Okay. <laughs> Don't Y'all are really scrapping and surviving over there. So yes, we I'll, I'll are. Be <laughs> it's like you go into like Georgia and, and Florida and start talking shit about Publix. Don't you? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Fair. And also, um, they're in a little tiny apartment. They're in Houston. Houston is so fucking expensive to live in. They actually, when you guys were talking about how much that was actually costing, what, they're $3,800 a month? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing pretty good. They're in Houston, in the center of fucking Houston, yes, they fucking are. They're doing really fucking good. And, but those are tiny, tiny apartments. So what I'm thinking is, like, even if Brett wasn't standing at the door, she heard what they said. Yeah. So, and they, they probably turned off the air conditioning because they're filming. They don't want the background noise and all that bullshit. They probably turned out all, everything that was going to make a noise. So you can't help but hear. That's true. Well, okay, so they actually have two bedroom apartments, which makes even less sense for why these people keep get to leave willy nilly because y'all have another option. Wow. That's why they have two bedrooms in case something happens and you guys need to separate. (laughs) I didn't know that. And you're right. These people just and I feel like they're leaving for like days at a time. They Mm -hmm. could they could be hanging out with their other girlfriends. Yeah. Cool. This is cool. insane. I would love for my husband to be like, well, I just, you know, I just need to reset. So I'm not going to come home tomorrow. I'll be like, okay, well, the locks will be changed. So. You're going to pull a Jose on your ass. I'm going to pull a Jose. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, Ryan says he doesn't have a negative thing. But he's just waiting for that one piece. And then, so then they separate. Brad goes into the bedroom and she's like, what's going on? So Ryan's like, well, you know, I have a type and, you know, Brett's just more high stress than what I'm used to. And I'm so even keeled and I'm finding myself having to be even more even keeled to make up for her crazy ass. It, again, like we've not really seen her freak out that much. I feel like what the hell happened on the plane to the Florida Keys that was so traumatizing for him that he like cannot get past this. Like it, It's like, what the hell does she do? Um, and so Dr. Viviana's like, okay, I need to challenge you on whether or not you really think that this relationship would be better if she was more of what you think your type is. Like, look, be real, Ryan. If your type worked, it, let's be real. Like, Ryan should have, for the way that America works for white men. Like, Kara, I yeah. gotta stop you. You're, I, you're hearing, like, uh, it sounds like you're far away now. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. Like, now am I now? Yes. Okay. okay. I just want to. I just want to make sure. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. So, like I was. All saying, right. Wait. Uh, you went back. No. Okay. <laughs> back. I think it might be you. I don't know what's happening on my end. All right. It might be me. Okay. But as long as. Okay. okay go. Okay. So I was saying that for a guy like Ryan in America, who's clearly like middle class does well for himself, 
moderately good looking, has a nice body. Yeah. He should have been married years ago, right? So word. If it's not working for you, then obviously your type is not the type that you should be chasing, sir. This is why you were on the show. Um, so, yeah, he's like, what happened? To, oh, he's like, you know, I'm just kind of waiting to get this feeling that, like, I want to push her up the, against the wall when I get home and make yeah. out. And Dr. Viviana's like, okay. I gotta speak for all married people when I say that, like, that feeling that you're looking for is Hollywood stuff. And if you're going to rely on that, you know, like the stuff that only happens on birthdays or when you've had too much to drink, then you're going to end up single. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because being married is not just a romantic relationship. It's also a business partnership. And you also, so there are certain things that must happen. And then also you need to like, you get to see each other all the time. And like, I'm, I'm a alone in the bathroom type of person, but my husband is not. Like, so I'll just be on the toilet and we have, what's that thing called? I guess it's a toilet closet. We have the toilet is separate from the rest of the bathroom. So you could mm-hmm. technically be in the bathroom and, and someone could, but he doesn't care. He opens the door to talk to me about what kind of cereal we need to buy. And what do I think about his hair and shit? Like, like I, we have seen each other in like the worst situations and I don't know, like running home to push them up against the wall is overrated. My husband knows what yeah. to buy me wherever he's going to eat something. He, he doesn't have to call me. He could be like, I think I'm going to go in this Arby's. I know Princess's order. I'll just get it. That That's love right there. That's what Ryan needs to be working on with Brett. Mm. Not this pushing up against the wall. Y'all have a bed. Y'all good. Y'all have two beds. Y'all can go to either one of those beds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. He's, he's wild. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So after their meeting, let's get through this conversation that happened. Well, no, we got... So we'll we'll go back to them in a second. Um, Let's talk about Zach and Michaela. So we see Zach up in the gym working on his fitness with his boys. And he tells his friends that they had like a dinner date where they went out and... A lot of things we find out about their relationship happens off camera. And I find that really annoying with Zach and Michaela. Um, But Zach says that they had their little dinner date. They were supposed to like do a Netflix and chill thing afterwards that 
she wanted to pick a movie. It was on his Apple TV. So he went home to go pick up his Apple TV. And then he got really tired. And, you know, then he texted her and said, hey, you know, like, I think I'm just going to stay here tonight and not do the movie thing. And then he was like, you know, even though she was upset, she handled it a lot better. She expressed to me how she felt and. You know, I told her where I was coming from and, you know, I just feel like we're moving in the right direction. Zach irks the shit out of me. Me too. Where does he live? Where does he live that driving to get the Apple TV? He got there and was like, I'm tired. In his mom's lap. That's where he lives. (laughs) Um, He, yeah, like, bro... First of all, we all know you don't go to a second location because everything falls apart. Like, yeah. I feel like he probably did that on purpose, but okay. Like he put her in this, he was giving her a test. I, I believe that a hundred percent. So he was like, oh, she freaked out on me again. And see, this is what I was looking for. But then he had to be like, oh, well she succeeded. So I guess we're going in the right direction now. That makes sense, Kara, because the story Zach told doesn't make any sense. No. Where does he live? Austin? He had to drive three hours and was like, fuck it, I don't want to drive back. He, 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 this was, he made this up to see if she would blow up. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. And like she didn't. So thank God for that. Um, like anybody would be annoyed <laughs> if you were like, oh, let's put plans. I'll be right back. And then they didn't come back. Like, thanks. Great. Um, Especially if you were married to them. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you guys are trying to get on good footing from the last argument you guys you were on. Um, so, yeah, she passed that test, thank God. Um, so Dr. Viviana comes over to, I guess, Michaela's apartment, and she starts by throwing them just a little bit of shade by being like, oh, look, your apartment looks a little bit lived in. Looks like you guys have finally brought some things in of your own, and, you know, maybe it's not as lived in as the other apartments, but, you know, maybe that's your style. Zach? Shade, Viviana. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes, So, where are you going tonight? Like, where are you sleeping tonight, Zach? Is it going <laughs> to be or are you going to go home? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Michaela, they, they ask about trust level, and Michaela says that her trust is at about 50%. And Zach is like, What? Excuse me? And so, why? Like, Michaela's like, Okay, well, my feelings were hurt when he canceled on movie night the night before. And there have been a couple times where we were going to do something and it hasn't happened and I kind of feel blow up, blown off. And so Dr. Viviana asks Zach where his trust level is. And he's like, well, well, I guess it depends on what you mean by trust. You know, like, you know, do I trust her to do something that she says she's going to do? Yeah. Do I trust that she's not going to ne- react negatively to something? No, I don't trust that. So. This becomes a whole situation and he starts by saying like how when she does something he doesn't like it permanently messes up the situation and Michaela interrupts him and says wait see that's the thing for me is that when I do something wrong when Zach does something wrong I can forgive him but like when I do something wrong he hangs on to it forever and Zach says you know you're allowed to feel how you want, but you know, she's allowed to have been upset about me leaving the apartment and not telling her, but that's left a scar. 
the drama. So Dr. Viviana's like, wait, when you say words like scar, it sounds like Michaela's made permanent damage to your relationship and like you're not committed. And so Michaela says, I have sincerely apologized for everything that I've done. So for Zach to say it scars him, I'm now wondering if this is a relationship that I need to even be in. So where do you stand on Zach and Michaela? I think Zach is overly emotional about things. Um, Yes, Michaela has had some bad reactions. I would have taken her to task for them, too. I would have been like, you're not a four-year-old. You have got to calm down. Ask for what you want. Use your words. But (laughs) she hasn't hit anybody. And she hasn't done anything like, I don't know. She hasn't done anything that, like, I found aggressive. I just, like, uh, they were bordering on the line of tantrums is what they were. Um, I think... Zach like so you know he starts crying after after she leaves after Viviana leaves right he's crying he's like I don't want to hurt you everything seems to be everything I do seems to be wrong I think Zach is having a hard time with production Mm. it's not just that he did this crazy experiment he also is being filmed and it feels like about I don't know episode five of the real world when someone is like, you're like, why are they acting like that? It's because they are dealing with the stress of production. And also Zach wants to come off a certain way on TV. Yeah. I think, th- and he's not getting that, especially when Michaela says, you've, you know, you've hurt me or, you know, uh, it feels like you're saying this about me because he wants to come off as a good guy. So he's thinking to himself, I'm trying very hard to come off as sensible, nice guy. And she's still saying I hurt her. And no, and then he goes, when he's done crying, he's like, I'm tired of talking about this. That's the other thing. They talk about this shit all the time. They talk about it with the spouse. Then they have to do uh, talking head interviews. Mm-hmm. Then when the producer gets there, the, the I guess the field producer, field producer and the cameraman gets there, they, they also keep talking about it. Then they start filming you so you can talk about it. And when you think about that and what you're trying to do isn't working, I, 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 I just think he's like production got to him and yeah. He's a control freak. He's a control freak. And as a fellow control freak, I'll tell you one place you can't be a control freak is reality TV. So, um, but now that like, so I didn't hate him. Right. I don't, I don't hate him. I think Mikhail is beautiful. I love her big lips. Mm hmm. I love when anybody, like, if somebody kisses me, I love when their lips, like, touch my eyebrows. I love big lips. <laughs> and so, she's so fucking cute. Um, but once you put that in my head, that he did that shit on purpose, I like Zach a lot less. Because I, why are we fucking playing games, okay? <laughs> he plays games. And I think he has pivoted to, like, we're... I think when he came into this, he was like, oh, we're going to be this, like, Disney fantasy. Yes. Sweep me, us off our feet. We're going to be the couple from the season, right? We're going to be... We thought, who's the Amani couple and Woody. that you love? Woody? Woody and Imani. We're, we- that's going to be us. Yeah. And then she started wilding out a little bit. And then he was like, okay, well, if we're not going to be the happy couple, I'm going to at least be the victim. And so now he's like... If I can't control the narrative, he he spins, he spirals out of control. He's he's really wild. I cannot stand him. What and also, Kara, what he doesn't understand is what he is doing, crying at the table and being like, ah, oh, that's a tantrum too. That's mm-hmm. a tantrum. 
And I know it's not the same thing she did, but you are having a tantrum right now. I will put you to bed for a nap if one of my kids did that. So, like... And what made him flip out and what made him cry was that Dr. Viviana was on Michaela's side. Yes. He said that, um, you know, he's like, she's okay. And, like, you know, it's not a matter of, of... whether or not one of us does something wrong, right or wrong, um, it's just a matter of her her knee jerk react, jerk reaction because he doesn't do that. And then he's like, "Well, help me understand because in my mind, uh, the things that Michaela have done have not been mess ups." And they're like, "Okay, but you're minimizing what she's done, and she's taking ownership of her actions. Then, like, you can't say." what you're saying and then also say that like it's a permanent situation so scarred you yeah he says that her actions are a fundamental character trait and she's like okay so you think that i'm not going to be able to change so you being frustrated with me wanting to get out of this relationship or feeling like it's hopeless is like kind of bullshit because you basically said that everything bad that has happened in our relationship that's been responsible that I've been responsible for is inherent to my character and I will never change from that. So (laughs) what am I doing? (laughs) So, um, so like, why am I fighting to be in this relationship? So, um, they have this, like what I, what they would call breakthrough moment where Zach admits he has feelings for Michaela. So he doesn't want to make her feel bad about herself. And okay. I don't think that was really the truth, but whatever. Um, Dr. Mm. tells him not to use the word scar in terms of what she's her actions in this relationship um, because you know it's it's scars don't go away right. but trust can go away and be built back up so Zach says like I understand what she's saying but you know just from where I'm sitting right now it doesn't feel like it can go away <laughs> And so Michaela's like, all right, well, Dr. Viviana, I don't feel secure in this marriage right now because this is who he thinks I am and who I'm always going to be. So Dr. Viviana asks Zach if he's been perfect in his marriage. And he says no. And she's like, okay, well, why do you expect Michaela to be then? And she encourages them to give them each other more of the benefit of the doubt, figure out what works out for them, what doesn't. And then Dr. Viviana leaves and he doesn't walk her to the door. And I found that very disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was very, that was a scar for me, Zach. <laughs> who who lets somebody like, unless it's like your friend, not like a professional that has come to help you. Don't you walk them to the door? I might even, depending on how far down, I might walk into their car. Yeah. I might walk them out. And I'll just be like, all right, bye girl. See ya. <laughs> I don't know. What? That was wild to me. I thought he was a gentleman. Well, he was too busy to to feel his feelings, girl. (laughs) I this this scene really threw me for a loop. He starts crying and mumbling that I wanted this so bad, and like I don't know what else I can do. And then Michaela tries to put a hand on him to comfort him, and he like moves away from her. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. See, he's see. Here's the thing. He thinks he's crying about not being able to do what Michaela needs. It's not about Michaela, because she's like, let me tell you, I'm not hurt. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
I wanted Wait. this so bad, and now it's just another failure. I, I'll, yeah. be damned. I'll be damned, princess. I will be damned if you catch me comforting a man. Oh, <laughs> broke up with me. Get the fuck out of here. I will be damned. Well, I mean, that's because you have a little self respect, but. Barely. <laughs> Kara, you keep telling me shit like that, but that's not true. Okay? <laughs> it is barely, girl. Even I know that's too like that's a bridge too far for me. She's really gotta suck it up because, like, I'm not gonna walk you through you being like, "This is miserable, and I don't want to be with you, and I, I just don't know how I can get past it." Like, okay, well, take your ass back home then. Yeah, go watch Apple TV at your house. Don't. <laughs> he's, he's, at, he's at home watching Ted Lasso and not coming back. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I could not believe that she did that. I could not believe it. Um, he gets so upset that he walks to the bathroom, closes the door, and then Michaela starts crying. Yeah, and she walks away from the table. It, Lord, Lord, help us. So later, okay, so later we have Brett and um, Michaela getting together. They get yeah. together out there, um, like on the rooftop of their uh, apartment building. So they make the, you know, the two wives with the biggest problems hang out with each other and act like they're friends. So Brett's like, you know, I felt better. And that after our session with Dr. Viviana, Ryan left the house and he hasn't been, been back since. <laughs> That's what I mean. What do you mean? He, they're just leaving. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Wild. And then Michaela says that after Dr. Viviana, things, uh, you know, spiraled for her. But in a weird way, it was enlightening. So they're trying to do better. And Brett says, listen, if I was just dating Ryan right now, I would have told him, like, you don't like me, so goodbye. Yeah. You wouldn't try to go on any more dates. Hell no. I just feel like, okay, so, like, let's say, because, you know, they're doing this based on the idea that many arranged marriages, many where matchmakers arrange your relationship go off, like, last longer because they're doing it based on qualities rather than love at first sight and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If you had really had an arranged marriage, you would have gone in going, okay, I don't know how attractive I'm gonna attracted I'm gonna be to this person, but it's important that I try to bond with them, try to try to come up with some routines, try to get an understanding of each other, and try to find a space where we can be intimate with each other physically and emotionally. That's what you would have to do. Cause it's not guaranteed you're gonna be attracted to them in person. Um right. But I don't know, like, Ryan just, like, goes whenever he wants to, and it feels like Brett texts him, or production texts him, and is like, well, you gotta come back, because we're gonna refilm. And he's like, okay, I'll be there in 15. Like, that's what it feels like. And <laughs> like, we paid for this Whole food salmon that Brett's about to make, so you, this is going out of your per diem. So you yeah. Gotta, um, so, yeah, back at their apartment, Brett's making dinner for them. We see, like, a little clip of Ryan doing his, like, self- uh, shot footage of talking about how you know he left the house two days ago and he needed a reset and to take some time to reflect and he says you know he feels better doing that at his own house than at the apartment so 
then he says like he admits that he feels better they still have a lot to talk about and they're talking two different languages and this is why i'm like i see what ryan is saying and i don't understand why brett doesn't see it because he's speaking very like around the subject and he's saying things but not really so he's telling her like i do feel so much better You know, I feel like I can be more honest with you. I feel like I'm able to express my feelings, but I feel better. And he's like, to us, he tells us, like, I feel better that I'm able to say these things to her, not better about our relationship, to be clear. (laughs) Our relationship's still the same. I still don't like her, but I just feel better that I can be honest about it, which... And also, I don't fault Ryan for not liking... uh... Uh, Brett, I I know I said earlier that I did, but you like what you like, okay? That's just what it is. But I don't think he's trying either. No. That's what I have a problem with. Like, if you're just not attracted to somebody, fine, whatever. Who knows what makes us attractive and what makes us not attracted to somebody. But if you decide to sign up for this and you also won't try... I don't know what to tell you. Like, right. Yeah. Like he thought dating half of Houston and I don't know. I don't know what he thought. Like, I'm just going to run through these streets and when I'm tired, I'm going to have somebody do the work for me. And then she'll just be like this dial a bride. And that's not happening. Girl, Houston is so big. When he says he dated half of Houston, it is. (laughs) He's dated a lot of women, a lot of them. And I feel like, you know what it is? I feel like he just thought that uh, he thought they were going to get a different type of girl for him. Like, yeah, he thought he was going to get the same type of girl that he always dates. Like, like blonde, lots that of hair. Different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he thought he was going to like get like a, a southern beauty queen type. And he was really caught up on her red hair at the wedding. <sighs> He was like, I've never dated a redhead. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know some people are scared of redheads, but this is too much. That's not real. It's not real, it's Ryan. Not real. She can it's wash not- it out. <laughs> like, first of all, you're not dating a redhead. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's so wild. Um, so getting back to uh zach and michaela they go to zach's family friend's house for like a night swimming date or something yeah he looks pretty worse for wear he says you know in a confessional that the last couple of days have been pretty rough for them and the marriage has not been what he thought it would be so far but he's still willing to fight for their relationship no you're not because you cried like a bitch so then they're given a blindfold the blindfold game by the experts Michaela gets blindfolded and Zach asks her what the first thing about him attracted to her. And she says his face. So the next question is a fill in the blank, which is I'm sorry for. And Michaela says, I'm sorry for my knee jerk reactions and not being able to express how I feel sooner rather than later. And then the next question is what would she change if she could change one thing about Zach? And she says, I would change the amount of time that you hold on to things. (laughs) And then the last question is, what do you miss about me? Y'all shouldn't be missing each other at all because you've only yeah. been together for weeks. But anyway, and it's a um, candy, baby. And so you can be at home, which is in your one of the nice things. So in the earlier seasons, they would have them literally move into each other's places. And mm-hmm. 
one of the nice things about the latter seasons is that everybody's off footing. Like, like we're all on the same, we're in a neutral space. Yeah. We're all is we're just as uncomfortable as the other person and we have to make it work. And that process is really important to bonding them together. And <laughs> like, and they have the other couples nearby. Yeah. Yeah, they have the other couples nearby. I mean, I know why they do. It's for production's sake. It's easier to film in those types of things. But right. but also it serves a purpose. I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like these people are all, all like doing it light. Like they're doing Married at First Sight light. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, like optional Married at First Sight. <laughs> Part-time. Part-time Married at First Sight. Um <laughs> So then what happens after that? They, uh, Michaela asks Zach what he needs the most from her in the marriage. And he says, understanding where he's coming from. Okay. And that if they have disagreements, he wants to be on the same page, which is not what a disagreement is, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the point, but okay. <laughs> um, so Michaela asks Zach if he likes her for her and he says yes and then she basically says like I don't really know how you feel about me right now and Zach's like I'm telling you right now I like you for you lie so anyway the next question is do you honestly see our future together and he says um right now it's doubtful that I'm holding out for hope (laughs) so then in a confessional Michaela's like I see a future with him and the fact that he has doubts makes us kind of uneven and I'm just not sure where I stand. So let's get to back to, to Jose and Rachel. Lord help us. So we see some B-roll of like a, a just like a depressed moon just like <laughs> shrouded in darkness or some like tense Halloween music and <laughs> uh, you know shadows and we see Jose recording himself in like Gitmo. I don't know where he was, but he says, so tonight has not been a good night. This evening we were upstairs at the clubhouse, just relaxing. And Rachel calls me by another man's name. So I'm not very content. I'm not happy. So then we see apartment footage and this is where I thrive. Anytime we see that just grainy. Oh yeah. From the corner, from the high. It's good. I love it. You know where we're getting good stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's Jose and Ra- they're in the kitchen. Jose's like in the kitchen. Rachel's sitting down on the other side of the counter. And then there's Brittany, the producer, who's sitting down next to Rachel. So Jose's yelling. He's like, you call me by a fucking different name. And Rachel says, did I not apologize? And Jose says, well, you didn't do it well enough, clearly. (laughs) So um, Jose keeps yelling about, this is a fucking marriage. It's not like some boyfriend, girlfriend bullshit. And Rachel says, "Uh, this is a marriage and how you're going to fucking talk to your wife? Like, I'm so sorry, but nobody's going to talk to me like that. And Jose says, well, then fuck you. Get the fuck out. And he starts banging on the counter like, get the fuck out. Excuse me, sir. Is he drunk? Excuse me. I, he must have had like one and a half Trulies. I don't know what this man's problem well, was. He is the size of a toddler, so it wouldn't <laughs> take much. <laughs> he had a thimble of rum, and he's just popped off. 
Um, so then he points to his ring and says, do you want me to just pull this off and throw it at you? Yeah. Throw it at you. <laughs> like, why are you throwing things, sir? I wish you would. I would throw you off this balcony. Um, Rachel says, I want to know who I'm married to. Is this who I'm married to? Or am I married to the guy who said happy wife, happy life? I would like to know. Mm. And then Jose says, you know, I got stuff to do tomorrow. I really don't have time to sit here and bullshit and talk or whatever. So get out. <laughs> and then I, I could not believe this. So that's the end of that night. The next morning, it's so awkward. Well, it's not the morning. It's like the next evening. Cause, uh, I guess uh, he's worked up a full-on appetite and he's going to have some surf and turf come hell or high water. And he's cooking his steak. He's acting like she just came home from work and just like downloading him on his day. Like the way he's reacting, like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're talking about moving out? Okay, all right, cool. Um, So he's like, well, how was your day? And she's like, <laughs> um... Everything that happened last night from the way you acted towards me and the way you spoke to me was okay? That, that's my question about how my day went. Are you okay? What do you mean? So the way you expressed that you were not happy, was that okay? And Jose says, well, apparently not. Guess guess that wasn't how I should react. So, so um, th- this is the part that, like, really bothers me about, like, because as somebody with a big temper... There are times when I can be doing something that is out of, like, character because I'm very upset. I'm drunk. I'm upset. There's a moment. But a whole fucking day has gone by, and he's still, like, apparently not. Uh-huh. What? Like, he's still mad. Petty. Yes. Petty, petty, petty. So, Rachel's like, listen, my mom and dad raised me better than this to be spoken by a man the way you spoke to me, and I don't trust you at all. And Jose's like, well, same. So then Jose says, I'm just saying that you call me by a different man's name. And Rachel's like, yeah, but I also immediately apologize. It was a sincere apology. And then we find out that he locked her out of the apartment. So wait, did I hear that he, that she called him Johnny? Yeah. We find that out later. Okay. Okay. So then we see a clip of Jose at the apartment. It's 1234 in the morning after their fight. He goes to lock the door. And then about half hour later, around one o'clock, Rachel's banging on the door. So Jose. He's still awake. I don't care what he said. Oh, a thousand percent. He's like cackling behind that bedroom. <laughs> uh, so his, he tries to get slick and is like, well, you left. And I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> And so Rachel's like, I was with Brittany, the producer. I walked her out. We kept talking. Clearly, I didn't leave with anything. So there was nothing to indicate that I was not coming back. And when I come home, the door's dead bolted. So then we not only see footage of her knocking on th- her door, we see her at 1 o'clock, 105, 108, 110, knocking on all the other couple's doors to try and figure out what the hell's happening, calling them to see if maybe they could call Jose to get her into the apartment. Like, he really took it to some extra shit. Like, what if he didn't know what was happening? You're just going to leave a woman out at one o'clock in the morning with no access to get into her place? 
Like, I don't even think she took her keys right. to walk Brittany out. So she can't even drive away somewhere. Right. And I want to know, like, what happened after I, that? Did she go home? Did she... she did they get a Brittany and be like, Brittany, I don't even have a hotel. I, I don't have no they have keys to the apartment, but still, it would have been deadbolted. Yeah, it's the it's the the security vault, and the way he said, "I lock my property." Girl, like, but I would have flipped an apartment. I would have mushed him right in the forehead at that moment. Like you nerd, you absolute nerd. I like, lock my property at night. <laughs> I lock my property at night. Get the fuck out of here. Um. I secure my property is what he yeah, said. I secure <laughs> my property. <laughs> then again, he, he tries to get slick and is like, well, I don't know where you ran off to. And Rachel's like, it just kind of feels like you don't care. And he's like, well, uh, I don't know. Like, I seriously don't know. And then he rolls his eyes. And then Rachel's like, I just feel like you're not remorseful at all. You're not apologetic. And I cannot be your wife. And Ose says, okay. That makes sense. Good. Awesome. Sounds good. And so Rich is like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to pack my shit. And he's like making his little steak. And he's like, all right, well, you know, I, if you need any help, just let me know. He's so fucking there petty and small. <laughs> There's some boxes in the closet if you want to get there. Um, yeah, no problem. No problem. I can, I can kick open that door for you if you need help. Um, I'm actually running a U-Haul. So you can just get all your stuff, put it in the U-Haul truck, take some of this rented furniture with you too. Bye. That's <laughs> literally. So she goes into her her um into her room, and Brittany, the producer, comes out of the the bedroom, and she's like, "Jose is like, oh, are we done? Like, are we done filming our scene?" <laughs> she's like, "Dog, like, are you gonna fight for this marriage at all? Hello, you're on a show called Married at First Sight." And Jose's like, well, she already gave up. So if she wants to, like, circle back and say that maybe she was wrong, we can talk about that. But, like, no. No, See, I'm fine. They had a fight because she called him by the wrong name. He took a special offense to that. Um, but she definitely apologized right away. And he has still not apologized for the things he did. Yeah. But he wants her to apologize for saying that the things he did were wrong. Right. <laughs> yes, correct. We are like passing go, and I'm collecting my apologies. Yeah, <laughs> like I want an apology because you thought I should give you an apology, so you need to apologize for that. He is so wild. He's so wild, and I really would have like just put him in a headlock, and I would have yeah. been. <laughs> you know, I like. I, I make fun of these people because they don't come to play is what I say. But the fact is I this, there's no way I could go past this. There's, there's mm-hmm. just no way. You locked yeah. me out of my home. Like in my house, we me and my husband get upset because we, you know, we lived alone for a really long time. We didn't have kids for a really long time. We were married 10 years. And he like if if he or I were to lock the bedroom door while the other person was like in the living room that would be a big deal. Like, why are you preventing me from being in the sp- this space that we're supposed to share? Uh, it, it probably would have caused a fight. So the idea that someone would lock me out of my home uh, where I'm staying with nothing in mm-hmm. the middle of the night 
you haven't asked about me, where I've been, what has happened, means that she didn't give up, he did. Yeah. He just wanted to say, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. He was clapping on the on the counter. He was definitely acting like he was on Flavor of Love, and it was elimination night, mm-hmm. and he wanted her to go. <laughs> he could not take, I could not believe the absolute, just like, uh, he no ownership for what he did whatsoever. Mm. And this is why his ass is single. So why single. He, I, I could He's not so believe it. Like this is comes from insecurity. A, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Like I'm gonna leave before I, I can get hurt. Yeah, because she's saying <laughs> other she knows the names of other men. So therefore she's gonna leave me. <laughs> Right. And this is like a wild situation on itself. But then we find out later, and I just like could not believe that this was what the fight was about. So um so the producer's like, Are you gonna try and fight for this marriage? And he's like, Well, no, it's kind of her fault. And then a producer was talking to Rachel behind a door, and she's like, you know, there are some things that I want to say to him. And then she says in a confessional that she tends to leave a relationship before right. without with leaving things unsaid. And she doesn't want to do that this time. So she comes out and he's just like tooling around in the kitchen by himself. And she's like, can you just like make some eye contact with me? Um, so he javelin and launched himself up on the counters and the, she's like, listen, I, don't want you to think that I'm leaving just because of one incident. It's actually been a buildup of things. And I wrote you a letter two weeks ago. And so I want to read it. So she starts off by saying, you're my priority, but I am also my own priority. And I thought that my future was going to be a planning process with my husband. Yet I have married somebody who has it all planned out for me. Um, we had been talking about what we were going to do after decision day. You wanted me to immediately move into your house. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been talking about these bank accounts. That's been an issue. You asking me to get another car has been an issue. Um, I just really, you know, like I thought there was going to be nothing that we couldn't work through, but I'm starting to feel like you're controlling and that's a real deal breaker for me. Um says and now i feel like you're not even willing to compromise with me uh because i don't fit into your perfect mold of what you wanted in a wife and so jose says i just have a question i feel betrayed which is not a question um a question i feel betrayed because i'm like where were all these feelings before because it was all puppies and rainbows for a whole month and then you've had this little story that you've had there keeping a secret the whole time and that's the first time i'm hearing about this so just help me understand why you think it's right that you are not communicating with me because i'm not seeing it <laughs> so again i want you to apologize for me for saying the things i did wrong <laughs> <laughs> and how dare you not tell me that this whole time when i could have broken up with you so much earlier <laughs> Why does he want her to get a new car? Did I miss that? She had like kind of mentioned and her family mentioned that she's, it's it's kind of like a clunker. I don't, she said that she thinks that she has like another year with the car. And so I guess like part of it is that she, he's like cheap 
and she likes to go on vacations and stuff and have experiences. And she mentioned wanting to go to like Sweden or something like that, somewhere in Europe. And he was like, well, I think you should get a car instead. And she's like, well, I think we can probably hold off for another year on the car. So I guess behind the scenes, he's been harping on her getting a new car. And I bet he's saying something like, and if it breaks down, I'm not coming to pick you up. So you can't mm-hmm. be my wife with no clunker car. I just... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, but yeah, he's, he's wild. He's like, um, so Rachel says, you know, I'm very willing to be like, I should have told you, I should have handled things better. And I can admit when I'm wrong, but you can't do it. Like you're not taking accountability for any of this. And if you have, tell me what it is because it's been lost on me. Yeah. So Jose was like, well, what should I be taking accountability for? Which is <laughs> like the fact that our relationship is struggling maybe. And he's like, well, you're the one who left. And she's like, but yeah, but you need to be taking some responsibility for getting me to the point where I wanted to leave. She, and, wait, wait, wait. He's, she hasn't left yet. And the, when he says you're the one who left, you mean the night you locked me out and prevented me from coming back? <laughs> Which from, day? I went to the parking lot of this building and you came and you locked me out and prevented me from accessing our shared apartment. That's she hasn't like, she's never left on purpose right now. She's just putting her stuff together. Yeah. Never once has she left. She's so stupid. Um, yeah, he's, he's really, really wild. And I just cannot believe it. He starts saying like, you know, I, even though I really feel sorry, I just don't want to say it because I don't want to give you empty promises. So what he's saying to her is like, I've been feeling guilt, but I just didn't want to say that I was sorry because what if the problem kept happening? So what you're saying is I want to be able to be a dick to you and not take any sort of accountability because if I don't say, if I don't acknowledge that I've ever been a dick to you, then it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. (laughs) And then you can't be disappointed with me when I continue to be a dick because I've never acknowledged that I've ever was one in the, in the first place. This is ridiculous. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such an asshole. Yeah, I, I cannot believe that he would say that. I, I, I cannot say that. So Rachel's like, no, you should be telling me this. And the fact that you're intentionally keeping it from me is actually much worse <laughs> than you doing it unintentionally. Uh, I... Wow, I like I've never seen anything like this is a different sort of diabolical from Chris and Paige last season, right? Because Chris is dumb, and like so is Jose, but Jose has clearly been like he knows exactly what he's doing. Like Chris, I think would do dumb shit and then be like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that." But Jose I think Chris different. was your garden variety fuckboy, and yeah. Jose locked her out and stayed up all night thinking of the things he was going to say. Right. So this is all pre-planned and it's stupid. He's a stunt queen. Oh! He's like, I'm going to busy myself by making this surf and turf. I'm going to act like mm, I'm not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink my black cherry truly. <laughs> I'm going to act like this is just any old weeknight. And oh, yeah. you happen to be here? Person who was my wife? Oh, hi. Stunts okay. and shenanigans, as if production didn't tell you what time she was coming, because they're gonna like get out of here. Right. <laughs> he's so rotted. To to quote Troy McGeady, he is rotted. 
So um, my DVR cut off here. Did okay. we get any more scenes? Um. Well, yeah, because you know that he said. So the women and the men break up with each other, or they break uh, off. Okay. Um, this is why was, I said I heard because I heard it on Twitter, not okay. on the show. Okay. So let me. I'll I'll explain this to you. It's a lot of fun. Um. There was a quick scene of Brett and Ryan going to like a tantric yoga which like didn't do anything there was just like a lot of rubbing like peacock feathers on his calves and stuff um there really was not a whole lot to to come was it like a like it feels like every time we see tantric on reality show it's always someone instructing who you don't think should be having sex Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, because she had like a male partner with her. Okay. And the first thing they did was have the guys sit on the floor and they like put those like, you know how like if you're doing interpretive dance, they have those like scarves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like put they put an interpretive dance scarf on the guys, and then the woman is like, okay, repeat after me. Uh, ooh, oh, like do it in his <laughs> ear. And Brett's looking at her like, no, I'm not gonna moan in his ear. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> um, production need to go somewhere with that. That production set that up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's Brett keeps. She mentions like you know she hasn't been intimate in two years, so it's gonna like take her a while to get there, and she really wants Ryan to be like her best friend and communicate. And like he's, what did he say? I want to say like. Oh, they have to give each other compliments about what they like about each other. Mm. She's kind of cracking jokes like, oh, I like your beard and you're kind of a manly man. And she's saying that she's like trying to take the seriousness out of it because she's a little bit nervous because it's been a while for her. Um, But yeah, Ryan keeps making it very clear that he wants to be inside of her. And she's (laughs) like, yes, I want to build up trust and loyalty with each other. Like she's not understanding, but... I, I waffle with this because it's not like obviously she doesn't have to give him sex because he no. wants it. But also she should know that that's what he wants. Right. Right. She should at least be aware and she's not aware. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Um, so that was really it. Uh, oh, they broke up the groups, um, and did something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little, another like very tiny scene of Johnny and Bao getting like a sexy doctor or nurse and patient suits. And they, they had sex with each other. 
you know, they had those like sex dice that was like blow on my neck, right? Or kiss my belly buttons, that sort of thing. Yeah, I saw a preview where she was wearing like a polyester thing. The leg was going to give her a UTI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that's what we're doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the the wives and the husbands break up, uh, and they hang out together. All the women are together except for Michaela because she wasn't feeling well. They go to one of those rage rooms where you bust shit up with a baseball bat or a sledgehammer, and the guys go to the driving range. <clears throat> of course, nobody knows how to golf except for Ryan. And then Jose also brought stuff, but the only person who seemed to like actually get the ball off the tee was Ryan and everybody was staring at him. Um, So Rachel says, you know, like I have a lot of aggression to take out because I'm a trusting person until I have a reason not to. And now I have many reasons not to trust Jose. So she goes ham and who else goes ham is bow. She takes it to the 72-inch big screen. She <laughs> takes it to the the side table that comes in the, at the entryway table. She busted every big, large-ticket item in that room. What she was she there about? The UTI? <laughs> what was she there about? <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> Mirla didn't want no parts of this. She's like, this is not my idea of fun, but I'll I'll sit here and be the videographer while y'all take out your rage. Um, so then uh, what happens after that? Oh, um, so Gil tells all the guys that he finally did get a kiss from Mirla and that he was so shocked because it was like the, like I was going in for a hug, but then she kissed me and I was so shocked that I asked her if she actually meant to kiss me. And so she kissed him again. So they've they've broken through on that. They've kissed twice. Whoa. Two times in a row. Two times in a row. And not pecs. He said they were real kisses. And we did get like a little uh, apartment footage of her giving him a kiss. So, you know, good for them. Um, So Mirla tells the girls and she's like genuinely happy. She's like, he's been really patient. He's been so kind. He really waited for me and when I was ready, and I really appreciate that. Is she like looked really happy? Hmm. Um, so then back to the guys, Jose is like, Well, you know, the last couple of nights have been a little bit crazy, and uh, you know, basically he says in so many words that Rachel broke up with him the night before, and all the guys are like, What? Like for real? Because it seems like behind the scenes they talk to each other. And they all ag- actually hang out, um, which I well, like. They're stuck it's, in the same apartment building. It's a yeah. bandy. I mean, not yeah, always. Last season, but... it was apparent that the girls really got along, but the guys didn't hang out. And I like it when the guys hang out. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because they get... I like seeing them be human. Yeah. <laughs> For once. For once, yeah. Um, so then he's like, you know, Jose says, you know, a few days ago, Rachel called me by a different man's name and maybe I overreacted and things got heated. And then I, uh, then I, uh, he said, I went to take a leak. Like, okay, bro. Um, I went to take a leak. And when I came back, she was gone. Um, and so I locked the door and then he says, and I, apparently I locked her out. Okay. Apparently- but <laughs> like, 
that's this cannot be true because Brittany, the producer, would not leave without telling him she was leaving. And so, like, I don't know. If I came back, I would think she walked her down. I would never. This is not true. He didn't go to the bathroom and then she disappeared. And if she had, a normal person would have called her and said, where'd you go? Are are you leaving now? What's going on? Right. I'm locking your ass out. Whatever. Something. Securing (laughs) my property. Not just, yeah. (laughs) Not just, I'm securing my property. So, then what happens after that? Oh, so, perfect, exactly what you said. Gil's like, I'm not understanding what's happening. It's like, I don't understand. He says, I understand when you lock the doors, but I don't understand you locking the doors when your wife is not inside the house. (laughs) So then he says, like you said, did you hit her up and ask her if she was coming back? And Joe's like, Jose says, well, no, but it wasn't intentional. And so then they get a montage of all the guys' reactions. Clearly, every producer is like, would you have done that? Mm. And so... um. They're like, you know, I don't feel like we're getting the full story. That's what Johnny says. Yeah. Um, Obviously. Like, I would Johnny went to college. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny has eyes. So he knew. Um, Zach's like, I wouldn't lock somebody out. Gil's like, yeah, Jose accidentally, quote unquote, locked the door. And Ryan says, I've never accidentally locked a deadbolt. That has never happened. (laughs) So. um, Which is, it's, it's. He already told us he did it on purpose. He already told us that. Yeah. So now you can't accident. Now I go back. Well, I don't know if I locked it or not. Were you securing your property or not? Were you? (laughs) So then Gil says, okay, so what is the deal here? Like, what did he? Oh, I'm I'm missing my quotes. Okay. So, you know, okay. He says, it just, she said that she wanted divorce. So how did it go from being so good? I want a divorce because I'm pretty sure there are some things that we're not getting in this story. It's like you went from being called somebody else's name to getting a divorce, like something's missing. And Zach says, what I'm hearing is that the only thing that she did to you was call you by another man's name. And then she wasn't at, at the apartment. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back? And Jose's like, well, I don't want to say that I don't know but I don't completely understand where she's coming from. <laughs> and they're all looking at him like, girl. <laughs> like, see, here's the thing. When you refuse to take responsibility for your actions, you have to do these mental and linguistic gymnastics, gymnastics to mm-hmm. make what you did make sense. But it's so much more work than going, yeah, I got, guys, I was a little drunk. I was real mad. I locked the door. It, I shouldn't have done the shit. But I did it. And and if you can start there, you can, like, work something out. But the fact is, you will not. You will not take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, it would have even been better. Like, if he had just said, oh, she called me by another man's man we, name. We got into it. I got mad. And then she left. And so I thought she left for real. So I locked the door. That would even make more sense than just be like, do, do, do. She called me another man's name, yada, yada, yada. She's wants a divorce. Like, and then no. they're also the other thing you're not telling us. We're not talking about the fact that she called him 
and oh, repeatedly, she knocked on everyone else's door so and called them. So in the morning, they contacted her and goes, are you calling me like one o'clock in the morning? What's up? So they know she got locked down. Yeah. 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 So a hundred, yeah, a hundred percent. So then what happens? Uh, oh, so we're over in the rage room. Rachel's like, I just feel like my husband doesn't care about me. And like, technically legally we're married, but emotionally, I don't feel married to this guy. Um, when I finally confronted him, he didn't care. He locked me out. And it felt like talking to a little child or to a wall. Like mm-hmm. I told him straight up, I'm not hearing what I need to hear. And he says, I don't want to tell you what you want to hear. So Brett says, you know, even taking you being his wife out of this situation, what he did to you was straight up disrespectful. Yeah. True. Yeah. For um, anybody, even a roommate, that would have been disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. So then Rachel says, like, between his body language, his deflecting, his lack of responsiveness, Bao cuts in. She says, yeah, it's showing you that he's really vulnerable and sensitive, but he seems like he results to retaliation instead of, like, saying how he feels. Mm. And Rachel and all the other women are like, yeah, he sounds really vindictive, and I don't like it. So then back to the guys. Jose's like, well, you know, between being called another man's name and, you know, taking off, I don't trust her. And, you know, unfortunately, you guys remember that she did say that she cheated on her ex-boyfriend once upon a time. And so Johnny's like, okay, well, what else has Rachel done to make you believe that she might be sleeping around? And Jose's like, well, I don't think she's sleeping around. But, you know, if you call me by another man's name and you disappear one night, then. (laughs) And so Ryan is like, hold on. I got to say something because I know this is going to come out. Rachel called you Johnny. And then all the guys are like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Who told who said that, though? Ryan reveals that he knew that what Rachel called Jose was Johnny. So I maybe, think maybe, uh, yeah, yes, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So he's like, I, I, I'm, I can't even play this game with you, dude. Like, come on. And then all the guys are like, they're laughing at him, which they needed to do. And Zach is like, oh, well, that makes all the sense in the world. We all hang out all the time. We see each other all the time. They both have J names. Clearly, she's not sleeping with Johnny. Like, she's known Johnny as long as she's known Jose. Right. <laughs> Right, pretty much. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense that she would have accidentally called you by uh, the name of somebody in our very tight, exclusive group of people that we hang out with. Not that weird. Um, So I'm glad that they just, like, openly laughed at him because he deserved that. Yeah, good. He absolutely deserved that. Um, So in a confessional, Ryan's like, to be honest with you, I don't feel bad for Jose. (laughs) He's like, but I do think that he could turn around. Uh, but he needs to change his thinking about their relationship, like, now. Like, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gil asks Jose, like, where he and Rachel are at right now. And Jose's like, well, I sent her a text before I left to go to this golfing trip. Like, oh, this might be crazy, but I miss you and I love you. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, okay, so does Rachel feel the same way? And then we end the episode by Rachel saying... I am not in love with him anymore. <laughs> Imagine all that shit he was talking while he's making his surf or turf, turf. All that shit. And then he gonna see you a text on the blue and say, I love you and I miss you. I'd be like, who is this? Who is 
Uh, excuse me, I don't accept text messages from people under five foot ten. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, I am not in love with him anymore. I just like not into it. I'm in totally unmarked territory of like, how can I regain trust and love the same person again? So she's out. She's not trying to do this at all. I think I, I got a feeling. I think I saw a preview. I think she's staying. I think she might be too, unfortunately. Ugh. Ugh. Help us all. Kara. At least she's talking a big game now. Kara, why did you have me on this show? Why? <laughs> now, what you, why did you have me on this show? Now I have to. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't be blaming, blaming my mom because she made me watch it. But this is the type of shit I got to look at where people cuss you out, lock you out. And then send you a text saying, I miss you and I love you, babe. <laughs> I feel great about it, honestly. <laughs> I think you feel great about it because you're like, mess, babe. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Not about that. But I am glad I watched it, even though my, even though, you know, I do blame my mom because this is the only way I can get on your show. So. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Okay. Princess, why don't you plug your shit? <laughs> guys, <the> <laughs> guys, you can follow me at Okay Then Princess on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my podcast, which is called Buy Pumpkin Podcast. I'm a reality niche podcast. I uh, rewind. You know, I go back into the past. And right now I'm doing Mob Wives. It comes out every Sunday. You might hear Kara on it when she agrees to be my friend and answers my text messages. And yeah, that's that's Hi. why. Why, Jose? Jose's lying. <laughs> Don't you call me Jose, okay? <laughs> but Karen, no, seriously, thanks for having me. I really am like, like there is no where, where for me to talk about Married at First Sight except for your show. And I listen every week and I mean, your show of my mom. <laughs> so I'm glad I got to at least, you know, call him a goblin and tell him he's too short to talk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it was. A real, a real treat. So, yeah, thank you, girl. You have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, Kira. Bye.